Shalom. Greeting from Orlando, the beautiful city in Florida. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Agus and Ibu Lilian Budiman, and also all the pastoral team, leadership in Press Center Church in Melbourne, Australia. I'd like to thank you for this uh, wonderful opportunity to share with you the Word of God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, this year uh, marked our uh, 25th church anniversary in Orlando, and I believe for Press Center Church uh, much longer. Uh, Pastor Agus informed me uh, over 36 years now. Uh, praise the Lord. Of course, uh, over the time, we reflect so many wonderful things that the Lord has done in our lives. Um, uh, we can learn so much over the time, and especially during this time, uh, because we are living in such a time uh, of the global uh, suspense, uh, a feeling of anxious uh, uncertainty about what might happen. Uh, speaking about the future, Jesus, when he was on the Mount of Olive, he was approached by the disciple and the disciple asked him uh, concerning the end time. They asked the teacher, uh, they asked Jesus, tell us when will uh, all this happen and uh, what the sign uh, or the signals of your return and the end of the time. Now, uh, very interesting, the first uh, that we want to make sure concerning the time, Jesus clearly said that no one uh, will know about the day and the hours of uh, this thing will happen, uh, only the Father. But concerning the time, he gave us several clues. And uh, later on, Apostle John in the tiny island of Patmos, when he was already very advanced at 86 years old, uh, God gave him a wonderful revelation uh, recorded in Revelation chapter 6, which is uh, in summary, uh, John saw this uh, wonderful revelation uh, when the Lamb of God opened the seal, there's seven seals, and the first seal he saw a rider on the white horse. Now it's very interesting. This is talk about the Antichrist and his false teaching. Uh, Jesus already mentioned, don't let anyone uh, mislead you. Uh, for many will come in my name proclaiming I am the Messiah. So we know that uh, we are in this last day. Then later, John also saw the second seal was opened and he saw a rider on the red horse. Now this red horse, of course, uh, talk about the war and Jesus uh, mentioned about this in Matthew 24 when he was uh, uh, teaching in the Mount of Olives, when he was asked this question, he said, you will hear about the wars and rumors of war, but don't uh, panic. Uh, this must take place. So Jesus already confirmed about this. And of course, we know uh, now that uh, we heard that there's a possibility of a nuclear war. That's another thing that, uh, that we can talk about is. Then he saw another uh, seal was opened, the third seal, which is uh, a rider in the 
on the black horse. Now this is talk about the famine. Now brother and sister, uh, we are facing the food insecurity. Uh, even here in America, uh, as prices continue to, to rise on everything from gas to, to groceries, uh, which is expert uh, warn uh, about this food uh, is going to be harder uh, to come by in the months ahead. Uh, some say the church can lead uh, the way in helping people in the, these tough times. Now, globally, it's been said that uh, more than 276 million people experiencing uh, extreme food insecurity, now pushing closer and closer to famine. Uh, there are many countries like Somalia, 90% uh, of the wheat export from Ukraine and, uh, and Russia. Uh, of course, the, they have a problem in this and in Egypt as well, 80%. This is what the latest uh, news. Uh, even according to the, uh, uh, the bread for the world, they said there are more than almost 14 million people in the United States alone already suffer from the food insecurity. And also, brother and sister, we are living in this time. Um, then John saw another, the fourth seal was open, and he saw a rider on the pale or yellowish green horse. And this is talk about death. We just have a terrible COVID-19 pandemic that's already killed so many people. In US alone already reached 1 million people. Now, the warfare and of course the famine, uh, along with awful uh, plague and pandemic, of course the diseases kill so many people. Now, in this revelation, John saw a fourth of the population, 25% of the world population, Today we have 7.8, close to 8 billion people. So you have a quarter of the world population that will give you somewhat 2 billion people. Now, interesting, it says that when there's a full scale, somebody, I think from the Princeton University have done the simulation. It says that if there's a full scale of nuclear war between Russia and the NATO, casualty uh, mounted at the rate of uh, 10 million uh, people per hour. Now I do my math, I just find out in one day could lead to 240 million people. So in one week alone, you have close to 2 billion people. So the possibility is there. So brother and sister, that is why Jesus gave us the warning. He says, at that time, many will turn away from faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of the wickedness, the love of most will grow old. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So in, in, in line of what these signs that the Lord has give us, what do we need to do? One thing for sure, the church, you and I, we need to be ready. We need to be prepared. As Christian, of course, we know all, all there is it's in con Lord's control. But that doesn't mean we can just ignore it. There's things that we can do. I believe 
what we see happening naturally mirrors uh, what's going on spiritually. Uh, I like to encourage every believers to take this opportunity to draw closer to the Lord. Hallelujah. To make sure that, that we strengthen our, our relationship with the Lord uh, so that we can hear what the Lord uh, is saying through his word and be connected with him like never before. Amen. Now, I'd like to share with you in this time, uh, there are three principles that uh, the Word of God gives us that we need to have. Uh, I like to call this, this a principle driven. It's so important we live by the principle, the truth that the Lord has given to us so that we can apply to any uh, aspect of our lives. Let's read the scripture first in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 7 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Now, this is taken from New Life Version. Now, it says, this is the reason we do not give up. Our human body is wearing out, but our spirits are getting stronger every day. The little troubles we suffer, suffer now for a short time are making us ready for the great things God is going to give us forever. We do not uh, look at the things that can be seen. We look at the things that cannot be seen. The things can be seen will come to an end, but the things cannot be seen will last forever. Hallelujah. Number one, principle number one, is the inner person is more important than the outer person. Verse 16 says, This is the reason we do not give up. Our human body is wearing out, but our spirit are getting stronger every day. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Well, this doesn't mean that uh, we should not take care of ourselves physically, uh, but it should not dominate our lives. That's what it means. A more important thing must come first. So here there's some spiritual checkpoint. Checkpoint number one, have you received uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord in your Savior? Praise God if you do, and you, then you are the, uh, a believer uh, saved by the grace of God through your faith in Christ Jesus. But if you have not met that decision you have not received the lord you have not opened your heart to receive him as your lord and savior i pray that you do uh, there are leaders in the uh, press center church that will assist you in this uh, in this uh, uh, decision making uh, and also explain you further hallelujah that's the checkpoint number one make sure the first thing that you have in your life is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Checkpoint number two. Now as Christians, we should constantly live in His presence. The Word of God says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 to 4, say, set your minds on things above and not things on the earthly things. For you are dead to the things of this world. You, your new life 
is now hidden in God through Christ. Christ is our life. Hallelujah. When he comes again, you will also be with him to share his glory. Hallelujah. So make Christ as the center of your life. Every aspect of life should point to the center, the inner person where Christ reigns. Yeah, I used to see that everything has to be in priority, priority number one, number two, and so on. Sometimes we have a competition within the priority. But the Lord said that everything has to be Christ-centered. So whatever area, aspect area, has to glorify the center, which is Christ Jesus. That's why there's a term called soli deo gloria. To God alone be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is the first thing and the most important things. And also the second thing that we have to live, that those who process, profess Christ uh, as Lord and live according to their profession will receive great reward when Christ returns. Hallelujah. And, and Jesus gives the example. He gives the parable, uh, many parables. And one of the parables concerning his return uh, uh, mentioned in, in, in Luke chapter 19, verse 11 to 17. It talks about a noble man that, uh, that uh, uh, traveled far away uh, to become king. And this noble man uh, called 10 of his servants and give, them, give each one of them uh, a sum of the money. And instructed them, instructed them to operate the business until he comes, he, until he's come back. So after some time, the nobleman came back as king and called his servants to whom he had given the money to find out how he, they have done. The first two servants, of course, had done productive uh, with uh, what was in, entrusted with, to them. But another servant had done nothing. He simply hid the money. His mistake was that he didn't act on what he professed to believe. He professed something about his master, but didn't live by his profession and lost his reward. So that's the checkpoint number two. Make sure that we live according to our profession then at the end, we'll receive the great reward. Spiritual checkpoint number three. You see, life is not easy. We face many challenges. Individually, family, we have a community to take care of, uh, endless list. Um, last Sunday, we celebrate the, uh, the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, 2,000 years ago, among the 120 disciples uh, in the upper room in Jerusalem. Now we learn about the Holy Spirit, who is also called uh, our helper, our advocate, uh, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby. So the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sent, Jesus said, will teach you all things. So number one, he will teach us a lot of things, things that we don't know. He will give us the wisdom to learn more. And he will help us. Jesus said, he will help you remember and to recall, recall 
everything that Jesus has uh, uh, taught us. So this is concerning Christ's teaching. So praise the Lord. We don't need to fight our battle alone. We need His Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because uh, the Holy Spirit will teach us and will will uh, uh, cause us to help us to remember, yeah, uh, to recall things that uh, the teaching that we have received. Because in the times of need, we need all of this uh, wisdom from the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, we need, we need Him to lead and guide us until we receive the redemption of our glorious body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's principle number one. That is, that the, uh, the inner person is more important than the outer person. Now go to the principle number two. The principle number two is the eternal life is more important than the temporal life. In verse 17 and 18, the second part, it says the, the little trouble, which is same from the second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter four, uh, verse 17 says, the little troubles we suffer now for a short time are making us ready for the great things God is going to give us forever. The things that can be seen will come to an end. But the things that cannot be seen will last forever. We need to understand the, the, uh, the shortness, the, the, uh, uh, the briefly of our lives in this, in this world. Isn't it what Psalm 90 verse 10 says? We live to be about 70. Yeah. Or we may live uh, to be 80 if we stay healthy. Hallelujah. But even our best days are filled with trouble and sorrow. The years quickly pass and we are gone. That is why James chapter 4 uh, uh, remind us that uh, we do not know about tomorrow. What is your life? It is like a vapor. We see, you see it and soon it is gone. So if we are not careful, the delay in Jesus' return will lead us to complacency. Yeah. Living in the expectation that he could return today compel us to live every day for what really matter, which is for eternity. Hallelujah. Uh, a billionaire investor, uh, Warren Buffett, uh, once said that the very important or the best uh, investment you can make is one that you cannot beat, cannot be taxed, or not even inflation can take away from you. Do you know what it is? Is that ultimately there's one investment that supersedes all others. Invest in yourself. And of course, we can add invest yourself in things eternal that will worth eternal. Hallelujah. Praise God. Invest yourself eternally. That's why, that is why Matthew 
chapter 6, when Jesus gave the Sermon of the Mount, he mentioned about that we need to store up, store up your treasure in heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy, and things, thieves do not break in and steal. Hallelujah. Wherever your treasure is, that's there your heart is. Hallelujah. When Jesus talked about the end time, there's a one good news other than all this uh, war, famine, and death, and, and all these uh, other uh, uh, situation, false teaching. There's a one good news here. That it says, then the gospel, Matthew chapter 4, verse 14, it says, then the gospel about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. As if Jesus is challenging us. Come, let's, let's get busy. Let's bring souls into his kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's fulfill the great commission. Let's store up uh, uh, treasure in heaven. Something that was eternal. The soul is eternal. Hallelujah. So God gave us this assignment, brother and sister, with eternal reward. What a privilege. Yeah, I've been serving the Lord for many years, uh, uh, close to uh, 30 years or more. I never regret that. I, I, I see many people come to, see, to know the Lord and then it's pretty a great joy because I know that what pleases God. You see, uh, in the in the second Peter uh, chapter three verse nine, it's clearly mentioned that this is the the will of God, that the Lord is willing, yeah, uh, uh, that uh, all people will come to know Him. So, He is not willing that any should perish. But all should come to repentance. That all will come to know Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the first thing is the inner person is more important than the outer person. Principle number two, the eternal life is more important than the temporal life. And now we come to the, the last one, the third principle. The unseen is more important than the seen or the visible one. Same in the, our text, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. The first part, it says, We do not look at the things that can be seen. We look at the things that cannot be seen. We don't look at the troubles that can be seen now. Of course, there's so many uh, challenges, so many uh, uh, trouble that we see today. But the Bible said, we do not look at those things. We look at the things that cannot be seen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, things cannot be seen. I'd like to share with you, this is something very important that we need to have in our preparation to usher the coming, the second coming of the Lord. Number one, be alert. Be alert. Be watchful. Be watchful. Pray. Yeah. Second, uh, 
uh, I mean, First Thessalonians chapter five verse six says, "So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith." First Corinthians chapter sixteen verse thirteen. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 said, Devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. So be alert. How? Be watchful. How? Through prayer and to the attitude of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Uh, scripture just mentions so many things. Why we need to be alert? Because First Peter, I mean First uh, Peter chapter five verse eight says, "Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He's walking around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour." Brother and sister, the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be of sound judgment and keep awake so you can pray hallelujah you see the unseen things you're entering into the spiritual realm the second point in this unseen that i like to share with you is be strong in the lord yes you'll be watchful but also be strong in the Lord. Moses told the Israelites when he was 120 years old, he was about to leave, to die, and he chose uh, Joshua to lead the nation, and he speak to Joshua, and he also uh, uh, instructed the whole nation of Israel at the time. And this is what Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, because of the enemy. For the Lord your God, hallelujah, the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. This is exactly what Jesus said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is why Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 he said finally so as if this is the conclusion finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power hallelujah we heard this verse first uh, often you see finally Paul reminded believers that Christian life means participation in the spiritual warfare from his own experience, of course, Paul uh, knew the opposition is so real and the warfare intense. And he said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the power of this darkness, or, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground hallelujah and after you have done everything to stand now the original Greek language 
for this term. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. It's a passive voice verb, meaning to be provided more capable uh, or able for some task. To be strong in the Lord does not involve building up your own strength. Believers cannot strengthen themselves in the Lord, but rather they must be empowered or be strengthened by the unseen power of God. Hallelujah. And it says, in the Lord, be strong in the Lord, rather than by the Lord or of the Lord. In the Lord. That means when only and only when our life are positioned in the Lord, in union in the Lord, with the Lord, do we possess an, uh, the appropriate power to overcome the enemy. That is why John 15, uh, uh, Jesus talked about the, uh, the wonderful uh, portion here, verse 4 and 5, and he said, remain, rem, uh, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. I remain, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, the Lord said, you can do nothing. So to be strong in the Lord means to be in spiritual union with Christ. Your relationship with Christ, brother and sister, is what makes the difference. Again, your relationship with the Lord and the presence of God is what makes the difference in difficult times. Hallelujah. Only then can we experience both the weakness of the cross and the strength of the resurrection power. Praise God. Praise God. So let's stay focused in the Lord. Stay strong in the power of His might and stay fruitful. Be fruitful in the ministry. God bless you and let us pray. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hearts unto the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brother and sister at Praise uh, Center Church. I thank you. Lord, I ask the Lord, you promise the Lord, you uh, who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us perfect before the presence of your glory in great joy. I ask the Lord that you will bless each one of us. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. And we are believing that you are able uh, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or things according to the power that works in us. To you, O oh Lord, be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus love you. And I love you all. Till we see each other again.